Hello, and welcome to SaaS Marketing Insights, the show where we ask SaaS founders, CEOs, marketers, and investors about the lessons they've learned in their quest to grow their companies. My name is Brennan McGee, and I am the podcast editor and producer for SaaS Marketing Insights. On today's show, I have an interview with Paul Stevenson, founder and CEO of 47 Insights. Hope you enjoy it. Hello there. Welcome to the SaaS Marketing Insights Podcast. I am Brendan McGee. I am the editor of the show. And as you might notice, the founder and CEO and I guess creator of SaaS Marketing Insights Podcast is now the guest of the show this week. Um, we decided to do a bit of a switch around because, you know, the sh- you know he, he, he has a business called 47 Insights. This is the 47th episode of the show. Figured we'd do a little bit of a switcheroo. He's even given me notes, so I have to ask those. And that is in part because I know nothing about SaaS marketing. Um, <laughs> and it's quite interesting to sit behind the camera often and uh, just sit there and listen to what people talk about business a lot. And it's quite confusing. But I pick up what I can and then do with it what I will. But, uh, yeah, Paul, how are you doing today? I'm great. Yeah? I'm great. Thanks for inviting me on the show. No no problem. In fact, (laughs) yeah, I invited you on the show, but you invited me into your beautiful home on Salt Spring. Uh, Just moved here, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Two weeks. Two weeks. And how's that been going? Good. All settled in. Yeah. And uh, now need to get down to some serious work. Yeah. This is serious work doing podcasts again. yeah yeah for sure for sure uh so our first question actually your first question here for me <laughs> is uh about uh your business and your role in your uh 47 insights yeah company okay. so um so uh, i'm the ceo and founder of 47 insights uh i guess you would call it uh, a very bespoke um marketing agency that works with a handful of SaaS companies at any time, typically uh, companies between one and 10 million uh, in revenue. Mm. Uh, They're the right size for us because uh, that size of company has a lot of challenges in terms of wanting to grow uh, and uh, struggling to find ways to grow um, effectively. Uh, So we work with uh, clients like that uh, in Canada and the US. To, to help them grow their business. And we, we do it in a number of ways. Uh, predominantly um, paid campaigns, uh, advertising, uh, but we also get involved in uh, strategy, uh, SEO and conversion rate optimization. Mm. So in that process, I guess you meet like a ton of people then. Like- yeah, yeah. I mean, meeting a ton of people in business and through the podcast as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the business has only been going a couple of years. Um, it'll be three years in November. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's been a, a great experience, like coming from the UK and setting up a new business here and, uh, and you know, meeting lots of SaaS founders and marketers and investors even. Yeah, you'd think that it'd be a bit of a culture shock coming to a new country and starting like, you know, a new life here <laughs> and then uh, and then kind of just start like starting a new business and not really knowing a whole lot of people in a place that doesn't have, you know, because I've been to the UK, funny enough, uh, and it's a very different culture than the West Coast where we've 
we're here today. So, you know, what has been some of the challenges maybe of coming from a different place and then moving here and sure. and basically just being kind of a, a fish out of water situation a little bit? Yeah. Well, we all sort of speak the same language. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> for sure. Yeah. We've had debates on that before. We've that's had a lot sure. of conversations yeah, on yeah. that. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think the challenges have been, you know, insurmountable. I think uh, for the most part, it's just been, you know, if you turned up anywhere and uh, started, uh, you know, tried to start a business. Um, you know, when I first uh, came here and before I started 47 Insights, I didn't actually know what I was going to do. So I had a, a design and marketing agency in the UK, uh, which I sold to my team uh, just before I emigrated. And, you know, I didn't plan to start another agency and, mm. and certainly not a SaaS marketing agency. But but what happened is I, I turned up in, in Victoria, BC. Uh, you know, that's where I emigrated to. That's where we really wanted to move to. And I just started to go to business networking uh, opportunities and speak to people and try and understand, you know, what people were doing and, you know, what the challenges for them in business were. And I kept coming across the, the, the same thing. Um, you know, Victoria has uh, a number of uh, good-sized uh, software businesses, and they were all having problems or challenges with, with marketing. And so I started talking to those guys, and, and once I you know, was able to engage with them and understand their problems and start suggesting solutions, you know, that quickly turned into, you know, an engagement with one, and then sort of word of mouth happened. And, you know, I soon found I was working with a number. Yeah. So it's my understanding that you were with another business when you came to Victoria. And shortly after that, you left that and you started 47 Insights. Mm. Now, being the CEO and founder of the business, do you find it um, a bit of a relief that you got to kind of, you know, pick your your businesses that you want to work with and then drop the ones you don't really want to and things like that? What is... Well, how did, drop, what, drop sounds a bit hard. Yeah, I mean, like... <laughs> You know what I mean? Like you kind of be like part ways with them as if, yeah, you know, just for business yeah. reasons. I think it's always a, a kind of uh, mutual decision anyway. You, you know, if you're working together professionally, uh, you know, you either deliver value uh, or, or you don't. Um, you know, like I say, I've worked, been working with a, with a handful of businesses, initially in Victoria, but, uh, you know, I'm now working with companies in Toronto and, and Boston uh, and elsewhere. And... Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's been a, an interesting uh, journey to find the, the right size and the right fit. And some of the times it just comes down to uh, personality. Yeah, you know, I was just going to say, like, yeah. You know, what the business owner is like or what the, you know, what the marketer is like or what they already have in, uh, in place in terms of resource and, and, yeah. um, and agencies. So, yeah, you, you know, you're always working with 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 whatever's already there and and finding the best way to fit in yeah for sure for sure um kind of shuffling back to a question that i asked previously yeah um how did you get started uh with your career in this and where did all where did all this fuel come from exactly fuel yeah i like that yeah um so you know as i mentioned i had uh, an agency a design and marketing agency uh, which I founded in the UK in 2003. Um, and, you know, I owned, managed and operated that uh, for the best part, 13, 14 years. And, you know, at the same time, I was interested in, in Canada and emigrating to Canada and 
that finally became uh, a reality in terms of getting permanent residence in 2015. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, I then had to make a decision what to do with this agency. Yeah. And, you know, I had a, a great team in place. Uh, we had uh, enough work to last us for quite some time. And, you know, I had to make the decision whether to keep the business or to sell it to somebody else or, or to, uh, you know, offer it to them as a management buyout. So, you know, they bought the, the, the business uh, from me. But, you know, the reason uh, that business was so important uh, is was that's where my interest in software really started. Uh, because in the course of uh, having that agency, we actually spun off a couple of small um, SaaS products of our own. Mm -hmm. um, uh, and, you know, that got me really interested in how the whole subscription model uh, worked. I'd worked uh, with uh, publishing companies before, uh, business to business, with subscription models and other software companies before. So, you know, when we got our own product running um, and, and people buying it, you know, I saw that was a, a business model that was really interesting to me. But, uh, you know, getting bogged down in the day-to-day -day running of a, uh, an agency means, you know, you don't always do the things that, that, that you should do. Um, so, you know, when I came to Victoria and started working with uh, SaaS companies here, you know, I already knew a lot of the problems that they would have and... Uh, you know, the issues that they were facing because I dealt with them before. So they're pretty similar issues than I guess going yeah. across the Atlantic then. Yeah, there's there's, yeah. there's no real difference. Yeah. You know, a subscription business is a subscription business is a mm -hmm. subscription business. Yeah. Well, I have to ask, was it really difficult to let go of kind of that first, you know, uh, that first company that you had started from the ground up and then built to, you know, a successful, you know, base and had your own team and everything like that, you know. Was this your first business? Was no. Cognique, is yeah. that was the name? Yeah, that wasn't actually my first business. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it was hard to let it go. You know, the thought I had in my mind is, could I really run uh, a UK-based design and marketing agency uh, if I was in a time zone eight hours behind? Mm. Um, it's a good question to ask. And, and the answer is, I just didn't think it was possible. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that's when the decision came to, to, to sell the business to my mm -hmm. team. Yeah. And, you know, initially it was difficult. It was difficult for them. You know, they, 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 um, it, you know, they had to really think about what they wanted. Yeah. Um, but it soon became apparent that, you know, they, they were up for the challenge. And, um, you know, we were able to uh, transition within, transition me out of the business within six months. Uh, and uh, when I left, uh, those guys had like nine months worth of project work uh, to to deal with. So, you know, they they didn't miss me for quite some time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. you know, when I go back to the UK, uh, we still go out and have beers and you know have a really good relationship. So yeah. uh, well, that's always important. It's a good good team. Yeah, I, you know, do you they ever... looked they looked after me and and I looked after them. Do you ever uh, you know? contact them in regards to the business advice or anything like that or check in with them and see how the business is doing and like as of now pretty much like deliberately sort of left them to their own devices I, you know i wouldn't want if it was me you know the boot was on the other foot yeah i wouldn't want someone checking in too much yeah. with me but you know i i go back and i see the business and i, I see it's prospering yeah uh, that's always know, good that's, to, it's a good, good feeling yeah, yeah. I'm, it, that's a great uh like personal legacy yeah yeah uh, 
but you know when I created 47 insights um, you know I, I deliberately didn't want to create the same kind of agency again mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's a much more modest business it's basically uh, mostly about the consulting that I do and then I get uh, you know one or two subcontractors involved to, to help help me out where re- extra re- resources are required but it's a much sort of smaller and leaner and meaner uh, operation if you like yeah um kind of going back a couple couple seconds back there uh you said you didn't want to start a business that you would had uh already you know made Hmm. was there a reason behind that did you want something you wanted a different challenge is that kind of where that came from or or is it just kind of pursuing more of a a passion like you'd said earlier is getting interested more and more with software and seeing that as a subscription service being more interesting as a as a business foundation yeah, I think, you know, lots of reasons. I think probably it's time of my life. You get to yeah. a certain age uh, and you think, you know, you've achieved certain things and you think, well, I, I, you know, I don't want to necessarily go down that path that I've been down before. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, you know, I've, I have a certain amount of, you know, personal freedom to, you know, work with whoever I want. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I don't have any big expenses in in terms of like carrying you know employing uh a great deal of people so mm-hmm. just know, me <laughs> occasionally <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you know it's a it, it's a luxury really it's very yeah. nice to just you know cherry pick who you want to work with in terms of mm-hmm. clients yeah uh and uh you know know that you can dedicate uh you know a good amount of time to what you're doing for them so it's quality over over quantity yeah for sure for sure so with SaaS marketing um you know on this little sheet here you've got you know question about your mistakes that are often made in in the business and i wanted to know kind of uh as my curiosity just as much as the paper's telling me uh (laughs) you know what are some common mistakes within SaaS and and the business as a whole so, you know, I can't obviously comment on uh, SaaS uh, overall. Yeah. In, in terms of marketing, um, the mistakes that I see, not necessarily clients, but in, in the industry, mm-hmm. there, there are a number of uh, things, depending on the size of the business and, and the stage that it's at. But, um, you know, w- one of them, first one that sort of springs to mind is uh, what I call silver bullet channel. Okay. Uh, you know what a silver bullet is? It's yeah. sort of like kill vampires or For whatever. sure, yeah. So, you know, often there's a there's a, a situation with SaaS companies in terms of their marketing is they think they just need to get one channel that, that works really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and by channel, you know, I mean it could be paid advertising, it could be SEO or content marketing, mm-hmm. it could be partnerships. You know, there's 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 a dozen different it's things. Just kind of making be. sort of zoning in on the bigger hole rather than the smaller holes is kind of what you're inferring. Yeah, in a terms bit. of you know marketing activity, they'll they'll think there's there's one channel that that they can make work uh, really well for their business. Yeah. Uh, and they're looking for this dream silver bullet channel that's going to absolutely kill their marketing for them. So another one that you had written on the paper here, uh, <laughs> uh, which was uh, what was it? Uh, why don't you tell me? Yeah, I'll tell you. So, <laughs> so silver, silver bullet channel, uh, definitely um, an issue. Um, I guess uh, another thing that you, you commonly see is uh, an obsession over, over product uh, in terms of uh, 
expecting the virality of the product, the use of the product uh, is going to um, uh, grow the business on its own. You don't need to do any marketing. You just need to have this amazing product mm -hmm. and people will use it and they'll tell all of the friends or they'll invite the rest of their team into the product. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's all the marketing you need. And typically, you know, you see it with bootstrap businesses. They don't really want to spend anything on marketing and by bootstrapped, I mean, you know, maybe up to the first million in revenue. And then this carries on after mm -hmm. where, uh, you know, they just want the product to, to grow the business without any other kind of marketing. Uh, but the downside of this is that there's this obsession with, with product and they have uh, product managers and people working on the product. Uh, but there actually seems to be a lack of focus on the whole customer experience. Yep. So, you know, incredible amount of time spent on uh, designing the product, making the user experience as nice as possible, which is great. Mm -hmm. uh, but then there's nobody on customer support or yeah. nobody on customer support or customer sales that can actually answer the questions that, that, that people have. That yeah, like how can you have a, a product and then fine tune it to what you think it is as an individual and be like, okay, well, this is what I want. Um, you know, everything will speak for itself because everyone, but then that's the problem is like not everybody knows who you are. So when you make a product based out of your own individuality, your customers are kind of like, well, I get pieces of it, but you know, there's yeah. something else. It's like looking at, I guess, in a way is what you're saying is like looking at, you know, modern art and it makes more sense to the, you know, the painter than it does the individual sometimes. Well, that's, that's an interesting metaphor. I, yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't have ever come up with that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there, there is there is some of that, you know, there's some product uh, design and management navel gazing where uh, they're so wrapped up in the product uh, that they, they're not doing enough customer research, they're not uh, doing enough customer evaluation, and there's just not uh, enough customer-centric focus. They actually care about the product first uh, and the customer comes second. You know, it, it's always about the customer. Uh, and you, you see it time and time again where products, you know, struggle in terms of growth uh, because actually they've missed out something really essential. Uh, and, you know, you can have a, you know, a dozen, say, phone interviews with, with prospects or existing users and they'll bring it up. Mm -hmm. uh, and no one knew about it uh, because, you know, they're, they're, they're so uh, product centric that um, they're not focusing on on really how customers are using that product and what the use cases are. So, you know, I just wish that a lot of software companies would put as much time and effort into customers uh, as they do in, into product. Uh, I think it hasn't really helped with the, the success of software like Slack and, uh, you know, other products where, you know, this, they've sold this dream of virality where they get people on board and they, they then bring their team on uh, and, and the thing takes off enormously and it becomes a, a unicorn uh, within a few years. Yeah. And that sets a very high bar. So everybody has this, these ridiculous expectations about their products and what levels that, that they could go to. Um, but, but really, there's so much uh, work that needs doing it in terms of the detail of the customer and, and how they use it. Is there any ways or suggestions that you would think that might, you know, go ahead and mitigate these issues? I guess, I guess the answer Definitely. is essentially just focus on the customer. But you have to find a fine balance between the two, though. And how might you suggest something like that? 
I guess that's a bit of a big yeah, question. Yeah, yeah. It's a big question. Yeah. Yeah, more more customer research. So, yeah. you know, I've I've actually carried out um customer research for for a number of um SaaS companies here in, in Canada. And you know, they've been shocked about what we've found out. Not from doing surveys or doing uh MPS, but from actually doing qualitative uh face to face or over the phone interviews. Mm-hmm. Uh, where we're actually asking them a lot more about uh, their use case, how they use it, and why they use it, um, and really drilling into the, the detail. Um, so, yeah, I would like to see SaaS companies doing a, a, a lot more uh, customer research and a lot more frequently and doing it a lot more qualitatively than, than, than just running a survey. Even being the editor for the show, I actually know this too, because <laughs> looking at all the videos and the people that you've interviewed over time, this actually does work when you interview uh, you know, your customers and you find out what they're using the product for. And a lot of the people that you've interviewed, uh, it's come down to uh, the product has actually changed its, its use over time, uh, Correct, yeah. in part because of the fact that um, they've contacted their customers and said, okay, well, how do you use it? Why do you use it? And they say, well, we use it for that. And, and the business owner has no idea, yeah. you know, yeah, that get, was the whole use. Yeah, they get an amazing insight and then they, they pivot towards that. And then yeah. suddenly they, they do get a, a great yeah. deal of success. But, you know, most success is built on, yeah, there is product vitali- uh, virality. That is clearly one of the, the drivers mm-hmm. of, you know, a SaaS, growing a SaaS business. But it's just one of them. Yeah. Uh, you know, you're not going to really grow without people having awareness of it and so you know that's where advertising comes in uh, that's where search engine optimization and content marketing comes in even social media um, partnerships integrations with with other products you know these are all uh, potential drivers and you know there's a dozen or so more but the other ones tend to be more marginal really Uh, you know those are the big players I see for sure for sure so other than to employ me uh, and help uh, a student in the arts and in... You're not uh, a student anymore. Well, I was a student. Yeah, student well, <laughs> I was a student. So uh, a nice little paycheck every now and then helps. Uh, you know, got to pay off the student loans, though. Um, but other than employing me, uh, you know, why did you want to start a podcast like this? What was the driving factor? Well, it's, or many of the driving factors, I guess. Yeah, I no, say. I think there's only really one reason uh, why I wanted to start this podcast, and that was really to uh, deepen my understanding of uh, what's really going on, what are the challenges that SaaS companies are facing in their marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, what I wanted to do is I, is I wanted to get out there and I wanted to interview some people and I want to understand their challenges uh, and how they face them you know, what they'd done in their marketing, what worked, what didn't work. Uh, and also to understand the, the stories because, you know, the, the subtext to SaaS Marketing Insights is, yeah, you know, there are insights uh, in the show in terms of, you know, snippets about yeah. you know, what people did and what worked and what didn't work. But the show is not just about that. It's actually about the people. For sure, yeah. Uh, and, you know, I can think of a number of episodes where, you know, the backstories to, to people. Fascinating. How they started in, yeah. in SaaS. Uh, so, you know, Paula starting off as a chef. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's, there's been any number of people that, that, that 
you know they didn't plan to go into yeah. you know SaaS uh, and into marketing uh, but you know they went down a particular path and you know they're they're learning this stuff as as they go along and you know we're all standing on the shoulders of giants in terms of you know reading up on what works and and following you know best practices but you know i think the stories uh of how people got into their roles and, and what they're doing within that is is just as interesting as the insights mm. do you find that your story maybe is is just as inter- interesting as the rest no or? i mean I, I really you know we're doing this reverse interview and yeah, it's, yeah. You know, it's you know it, it's a bit funny and, yeah. and ironic and that's you know one of the things that yeah. i wanted to get you in front of the camera yeah yeah but 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 really i don't think people have a lot of interest in me i'm just there to facilitate yeah. the storytelling yeah, really yeah. and and get that balance right uh i think it's interesting but you know between <laughs> between the personality of the of the guest yeah uh, and and the role that mm-hmm. they're doing because if you know if people just uh sat there and said you know here's how, how we're growing here's all the numbers here's my kpi gets boring yeah, it gets boring. You know, you want to you want to tease out the human story, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, well, and that's also part of, I mean, you could say is a part of selling your own product as well as getting people to know who you are so they can better understand how to use the product potentially, you know? Yeah, yeah, I mean... I mean, a little bit. I, I don't know. Yeah. I'm just kind of shooting in the dark here, yeah. 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 <laughs> but, uh, well, yeah, that's a, that's, a good way to, that's a good way to start a podcast, yeah. So with all this talk about 47 Insights, what's the future of the business and where do you see it going? And do you see yourself uh, inviting more people onto your team in the future? I'm, you're a bit secluded here on Salt Spring, but uh, kind of, you know, giving yourself a little bit of a, you know, obviously people are going to have to work remotely. But what do you, what do you see with this business in the future as yeah, I think that's a good point. You know, I have deliberately uh, secluded myself away. Um, I do, I do see uh, bringing on more people uh, into the team. Uh, I see it as a 100% remote business mm-hmm. uh, agency slash consultancy. Um, I don't really want to grow it beyond a certain time mm-hmm. and size. So I see a, you know, a small, uh, tightly knit but remote team. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I see us maybe working more holistically with, with clients uh from starting from their strategy of you know where they are what their aspirations are what what they've tried in terms of marketing and haven't tried uh and actually helping them uh to grow looking uh, across a broader range of tactics mm-hmm. so you know for the most part uh so far the business has been focused on uh, advertising mm-hmm. and that's worked really well uh, and that has come as feedback from working with existing clients. Uh, so, you know, I quickly found within the first year that 80% of what I was doing was running ad campaigns um, for, for clients. And that was the thing that was making the difference for them. But, you know, I've been doing SEO since 1995, which yeah. is like, you know, the dark ages, yeah. the beginning of time in yeah, terms yeah. of SEO. And, you know, I've been doing that consulting but I, I don't really talk about it much on on the website and you know conversion rate optimization has also been something i've been working on for the last four or five years and you know i think probably working more holistically as i say across paid um search engine optimization and content uh, and uh, conversion rate optimization would actually provide a more rounded uh service uh two clients uh, mm-hmm. you know i've got some 
thoughts about how that can work. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, through the show, we've seen a lot of uh, other businesses work remotely and things like that. Um, yeah, again, going back to you living on this island, um, do you find that going to be a bit of a difficulty with in regards to, because I know the type of person you are and kind of the work that you want and the standards that you like expect with, you know, because you're pretty serious about it. You're a fun guy, but you're very business. <laughs> you, you like to run a, a tight ship. Now, do you see that being a bit of a difficulty going down the down the road at all, having more teams come on or another team come on later on? Or I don't think so. You know, I think um, there's a lot to be said for the art of delegation, mm -hmm. uh, and I think it's just being very clearly clear with people about you know what our processes are, mm -hmm. uh, what our standards are. Um, I don't think it you know really matters where people are mm -hmm. uh, in terms of you know remote work. Yeah. Uh, as long as they share uh, your standards or, or my standards in this yeah. case. Um, you know, so it, it's all about finding people who have the right mentality, mm -hmm. the right ability, the right analytical skills, mm -hmm. um, and who can work with, you know, the existing process and, and, and the standard uh, of work that we want to produce for clients. For sure, for sure. Now, uh, asking the question about the future of uh, your business, 47 Insights, I want to ask, uh, for my sake, uh, <laughs> and uh, my ability to pay rent and all my bills, uh, what, uh, do, how, do you, how do you see this podcast from now? Um, I know we talked about uh, maybe cutting it at 47 and then having this kind of be our fi finale, but as time has gone on, we've seen a lot of success with the show and we've seen a lot of people gaining interest in it. And in fact, uh, a couple of people I've noticed were listening to your show, uh, and just kind of out and about. And Two listeners. Like, it's, there we go. Uh, <laughs> but you do, you do have a listening base and people want to hear the stories yeah. of others as you facilitate those, you know, yeah. for everyone to listen to. Now, where do you see all this going? Do you see it, you know, taking off some more or is this kind of it for now? That's a really, really interesting question. <laughs> and, you know, I have to say I'm conflicted yeah. uh, about what, what to do. Yeah. Uh, and it's obviously something that, you know, we'll continue to talk about. Of course, of course. But, um, you know, my original aim was to use it as a vehicle to get to know uh, people in, in SaaS companies and mm -hmm. understand their marketing challenges, uh, broaden and deepen my network. And for that, it's been fantastic. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, that box is ticked. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, even in the last, you know, 18 months or so since this show's been running, you know, podcasting has changed. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when I look now, uh, there are uh, a plethora of SaaS podcasts out there. Yeah. And quite a lot of interview uh, shows as well. You know, certainly this wasn't the, the first. There were some, you know, a handful of really good ones out there already. Mm -hmm. Um and I think really, you know, what I'm getting at is I'd like to make sure that we're delivering something of value to people. Yeah. Uh, you know, so we've had some great feedback. Uh, I must say, you know, not a week goes by without me um, receiving a request from someone wanting to come on the show. Mm -hmm. um, probably half of them are the wrong kind of people. Yeah. They're, they're not in SaaS. They're, you know, they're business coaches or there's some affiliate dude who mm. wants to, you know, Boost his numbers uh, or something. Network, you know, I mean, I think just because you've got a podcast, you attract uh, a certain amount of, of course, yeah. uh, high quality spam, should we say. Yeah. Um, 
so, you know, it's fulfilled so far my aims, but one of the terrible things I do and a lot of marketers do is, you know, when something just begins to work, you stop doing it. Yeah. And this is a classic sort of mistake that I've made in the past uh, in business I've done and it marketing. Too. I've done it too. Uh, and a lot of other people have made as well. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think that's where we are with this podcast right now in that it's just beginning to work. We're beginning to get traction. Uh, we're, we're getting some good feedback. You know, let's be honest, there aren't millions of people listening. Yeah. Right? Okay. We're not the Joe so Rogan podcast. We're, we're not. <laughs> uh, we're not that good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, uh, you know, we get, uh, well, it fluctuates, but, you know, we're, we're getting around 500 downloads a month right now. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I've had people ask me about sponsorship. I'm still thinking, chewing that one over, but, you know, monetizing it is one thing, but, are, you know, does it really add any value? That, that's the most important uh, question for me. So still thinking about the format, if we carry on in the same kind of interview format, mm. or whether we try and do something that's a lot more tactical, uh, maybe almost like how-tos. Mm -hmm. um, but there's a ton of stuff out there like that. You know, there's Marketing School, there's a ton of other podcasts. So that's, that's still, it, it's still whirring around in my mind. I mean, obviously... Yeah. You'd like it to continue. I mean, I mean, yeah, it'd be great. I think, I think down the road, I think, you know, if we have a good think on it, I think we can do it. And I think the one thing that, that I think you forget to notice is every single week when I go in and I edit those videos is the fact that, you know, people want to come on your show is because of who you are as a person. And people appreciate the ability to help, you know, tell their story, but also get to know you as, as, as a business owner and as a founder and things like that. Because, um, People, it's within podcasting, the world of podcasting, as you say, it changes within such an oversaturated market. What's coming down to is, is who are the people that we like within that that market, and and who can we, you know, you know, find in the rough, you know. And um, it's not easy, but sometimes the small numbers are the best ones, if that makes any sense. So I, I was looking, and I found out that. Uh... We are the top seven marketing podcast in Nigeria. That's great. Well, it's last good, week. Good to know. Good to know. <laughs> so hi to all the Nigerians. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> well, that's good to know. We're, 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 we're succeeding in some area in the world. But yeah. uh, I, I don't think we ever, you know, we didn't, when, when, when you and I first talked about this, we yeah. didn't talk about it being, you know, a massive thing. Or no, an you just took your laptop and threw it across the table and said, can you look at this footage and see if it's anything of use? That yeah, was, yeah. <laughs> that's how it started. I mean, yeah. I'll, I'll reverse the question. How do yeah. you think it's going? I mean, you know, you, you have your own podcast. You yep. work on other people's po podcasts. What do you see happening in, in, in podcasting? What do you think the challenges are? What, what do you think I should do? Um, I think we need to have a good sit down and talk about what... Possibly is. over beer. Yeah, possibly over beer tonight. <laughs> uh, but I think, like I said, I think, um, like I, having my own podcast, I've done, I've been doing it for almost three years now and it's come down to the point where, or no, two years now. And it's come down to the point where I've had to realize, you know, what do I expect of myself and what do I expect of my listeners? And a lot of it comes down to you as a creator, sometimes you can't create that expectation of when your product is going to be released. You essentially make it because you like making it as opposed to seeing, you know, 
um, seeing the you know the increase of revenue or something now. But in in regards to this show, you can't really sit on that because your time is valuable. But in my yeah. case, you know, it's different where it's like I'm doing it as a side gig because I love talking about film and that's what yeah. my show is about. And what's um, your show called? My show. <laughs> my show. <laughs> my show is called The Real Rant. Uh, we, it's very similar to your show, except it's, it's an interview show. It's, it's an interview show. Film, yeah, right? it's about film. We get to the bottom of, uh, you know, what, why a person likes film and, and why, it's, why it's important to them and their perspectives and their insights. And, and what, what do you think about the, the video aspect, though? Because you don't shoot video. You, I don't you, shoot video. audio podcast. Uh, a lot of that is in part because I don't like a lot of the, uh, the, um, the environment, the community surrounding a lot of these uh, video uh you know, uploading places like YouTube and stuff like that. But, um, and that's just my apprehension too. It's a lot of work. It's um, more work. It's more work. Uh, with your show, it's easier because I just take, we just take both halves of it and we just, you know, I sub- subtract the video from one and throw it as a podcast. Um, but I think that more people, uh, enjoy, uh, listening because they can be doing more than one thing at a time. Mm. Um, as opposed to a video format is you have to kind yeah, of be sitting there and watching it. Um, a lot of the times when I listen to shows, uh, I'll go back and uh, after I listen to an episode and I haven't, I can't see what their faces look like. I'll go on YouTube and kind of see what they look like. Kind of <laughs> very similar to the way that when you have a radio host that you really like, but you've never seen what they look like. And then you see what they look like and, and you go, Oh, you, I didn't realize yeah, they look like that. <laughs> yeah. Quite disappointed. It's happened a couple of times, but, but you know, it doesn't really matter what they look like, but it comes down to, you know, personality. Like you said, yeah. kind of at the beginning of this episode is, is, you know, who you are as a person and what that means to everybody else. And I think, um, with this show, I think, like I said, I think your personality fits where we're going. And I think people want, are drawn to that because of how you facilitate other people to tell their stories. And I don't know, someone like me, it's like, I just do my show for fun. Mm. Um, it'd be great to do really well someday, but you know, I'm not like waiting around for everybody to give me money. I'm just kind of doing it while I can. And if I don't want to do it anymore, I'll do something different. You know, it's just yeah. the way it is sometimes. So. Yeah. And I don't, I don't think on that <coughs> note that it's a, uh a bad thing to you know 47 episodes in to actually be thinking you know is this still valid does it still work mm-hmm. you know is there a better format is there a better way of doing it of course oh, and we do this thing on a shoestring as well yeah. you know we you know there's no high production value no yeah you know it's a quick turnaround <laughs> i think one of the things that i felt um is the, the pressure of delivering on a on a weekly basis yeah. as well and I, and I know for a fact that you know, if a week goes by and we've had two or three weeks now when we haven't put out a show, that you know you're losing people because people like that mm-hmm. that yeah. regular nature. And I, you know, and I think your show was was weekly, and then you went bi-weekly. It was you? weekly, then it was bi-weekly, and then it was once a month, and now we're trying to go back to bi-weekly again. Yeah. And, and that just comes down to time management, and it's yeah. like I have to work a full-time job and then come home yeah. at the end of the day, and you're just kind of like, eh. But it is true. Like, you do lose uh, interest. But is that, are you losing interest because of oversaturation of the market, or are you losing interest because of the fact that people just didn't really catch on to the episode that you're discussing that week? And that's and yeah. that's sometimes the way I see my show and versus the way I see your show. And your show is very much like, I think, I think because... Um, it doesn't matter who you're interviewing. It comes down to, you know, what their story is and how they got into the business. Because 
any person like myself can come on and listen to your show and pick up the pieces and understand how to how to kind of find a place in that business because a lot of the people that you interview are people that just fell into the business they're not people that like you said Paula started out as a chef you know she mm. didn't mm. there was no thought in ever becoming a part of this sort of business so yeah. Um, but that, that's the beauty of your show. Whereas, you know, my show is just more like, all right, if you've seen this film, you can listen this week, but if you haven't, you're kind of left out. So, you know, and, and that to my, uh, my, you know, issues with my show is things that we address, uh, on, on like me and my team, we address constantly about like, okay, well, how can we make it more fresh and better? Mm. So, you know, it's, it's a part of learning. So where do you think podcast is, podcasting is going? Uh, it's, you know, it's hard to say. And I think spotlight on Brendan. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) it's really, it's honestly, it's really, really, uh, hard to say sometimes. And, um, I get, I get frustrated for sure because I'm like, okay, well, I'm just one dude in a team, you know, trying to, you know, make sure that I'm doing everything right. But, uh, I see a lot of, I see a lot of people now, especially comedians, uh, comedians love podcasting because they can, you know, go on rants and come up with great, you know, bits for their material. And then you see a lot of, uh, a lot of famous people starting podcasts and you're kind of mm. like, well, you know, is that really fair for the regular guy, you know, trying yeah. to make it in the field? But the, the thing is, is like, I, I keep going back to is it comes down to the personality, you know, a lot of people listen to Joe Rogan, but not because of Joe Rogan. Sometimes it's a lot of, it has to do with the people he's interviewing. Yeah. You know, like the Bob Lazar episode. Exactly. <laughs> there are some great. times where I'm listening to his show, not because of him, but because he's interviewing my favorite author. And yeah. there's not really another place where I can find interviews with that author because they like to be very, you know, you know, like kind of like you Private. just out in the middle of nowhere <laughs> and they don't get interviews a lot. So, you know, it's, it's it's very hard to say, but I definitely think that there needs to be... I think podcasting, as opposed to using YouTube, um, the podcasting community has become very um, supportive, I think, um, as the years as it grows. Hopefully it stays that way. Mm. I mean, I think that comes down to because everybody's the little guy in some regard. Yeah. And even the big That's guys... Been, yeah. yeah, even the big guys recognize that, you know, they started out just like Joe Rogan talks about it all the time, you mm. know, and... I don't, I'm not saying I listen to his show all the time, but hmm. he mentions this a lot where he hmm. kind of just decided to set up a microphone in his room one day and start interviewing and having conversations. And then now he's, you know, got a thousand plus shows and he's doing really well for himself. And hmm. it's one of his most popular mediums is to podcast. So, hmm. you know, it, it's really hard to say, but I, I, I think I'm hopeful for the fact that there'll be a clear line between, you know, who's a beginner, who's kind of, you know, starting to pick things up and who's who's you know really big but then everybody can come to the understanding that you're all the same you know person you're all working to get to that level of success you know so i don't don't know it's it's really hard to say but i really hope that people just understand that like you know everybody is you know the same some people i should say that some people shouldn't make podcasts there are some (laughs) people out there that should just put down whatever they're using unless they're really determined because there are people out there that i've listened to you listen to them and they're like, okay, well, the audio quality is terrible on that. And you know that I'm a stickler for good audio quality. Well, the, the sound has not always been good. In it has show, not. It that, has not. That's not your fault. That's not my you fault. you haven't been around when yeah, I recorded A lot of your interviews have been done over, you know, remote. In a conference somewhere. Conferences. Or... There's lots of people yelling. But mm. that's my biggest thing is audio has to be on point. 
Mm. because that's that's what the people are there to do is listen to you they're not that's and that's part why i don't do video is because if you know i edit something you're trying to you compromise then exactly so you know you do what you can in the time that you have and and that's what we've done with this show and i think we have and it's been a a great deal of fun yeah it's been a great deal it's great fun fun, and uh yeah we just i think i just have to work out if it's of high enough value to people to to, to carry on mm. so if anybody out there wants to <laughs> this is spotlight on you yeah, guys yeah. uh give us some feedback on um you know what you think SAS marketing insights uh should do for you as a show you know is it insightful enough is it adding enough value is there a a, a new or a, a different or a better format that we should be doing um Give us your feedback because I'd really like to make sure that it's it's the best it can be. Mm-hmm. Well, you can't just be the best right out of the gate. So we'll try you our best. can't even be the best after 47 episodes. Yeah, <laughs> but we try though. We try. I think we're doing pretty well. And I think that if we keep on going, we could take something with it. But that's not because my wallet's screaming. But <laughs> so, but uh, thank you, Paul, very much. It's been great. Hopefully continue working with you. But uh, you will. Yeah, yeah. Um, this has been fun. And uh, this has also been, uh, what is the name of the show? Why don't you plug the name of the show? (laughs) This is SaaS Marketing Insights Podcast, episode 47. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Paul. For more info on 47 Insights, please visit www.47insights.com. And for more info about this show and to get our links to iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and YouTube, check out www.47insights.com. 47insights.com. And if you have any SaaS marketing insights you'd like to share on the show, please get in touch. Until next time.